0: Come on kids, now gather round, grab a log and sit right down, what's that smell, what's that sound, you're on fire, now hit the ground, it's the campfire shit Show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford
1: and Meryl Clemo. Meryl. <laughs> Hi, quack quack. Quack quack.
0: Uh, I I yeah, I feel up. a little crazy today you do yeah i'm kind of batty i am kind of batty i i've been i've been running hard the last couple of weeks just you know those those weeks where you feel like i can't get a moment alone or a moment of, of sleep
1: absolutely even
0: last night I, I laid down and uh my my allergies have been so crazy i had this horrible like nose like sinus pain
1: right? oh really
0: and i was like what the fuck is going on and and I was like, you know, anytime you have a sniffle or a sore throat yeah. now, you're like, I'm dying of yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah. And so I sat there and I was like, oh, boy. In the middle of the night, I wake up like, ah, and I feel my nose just explode. And I just start bleeding.
1: Everywhere. <gasps> I was like, what? what is
0: going on? So it's like, clearly something's up. I hope that's not a sign of like a brain a aneurysm. Clot. Yeah, that's what, um, but, but yeah, it's Contact just like allergies. Yeah. allergies have been like, kicking my ass Damn. lately, sneezing all the time. It's just that time of year. Um, and so...
1: So if you start bleeding from your nose... Yeah. That would yeah. actually be like a really cool kind of like Stranger Things if you're just talking and like a trickle of blood just that goes down. That did happen on Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's whenever she teleported or did a psychic thing and yeah. her nose would bleed. It's a sign of an amateur to me.
0: An amateur? Yeah, come on. Speaking of amateurs, Uh-oh. oh boy, do I have something for you. Yeah. Um, You know our sponsor... Adam and Eve. Love them. God, they're great. And a couple weeks back, we are like, hey, you pick an item, then I'll pick an item. We'll flip-flop every week.
1: Yeah. Did you guys buy the hemp seed oil that I mentioned? How's it slipping for you?
0: I, I didn't buy it, but I'm uh, sure you bought it. Yeah. Yeah. How is it slipping for you?
1: Um, I just use it to wipe my tears at night. I don't, <laughs> don't actually use it. <laughs> like a it fo- takes my makeup off really well. Like a well. football player, you just like put some yeah. on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it.
0: Um. Well, I was thinking of like, well, what product do I tell people to buy? Or what product do I endorse? You know? And I was like, I think I want a product that has several uses and so i thought about this because not everybody wants to get crazy in the bedroom not everybody no. some people just want to have slow passionate love making yes right? and then some people want to get fucked mm-hmm. right and i was like this is a perfect example of something that works for both because I am suggesting the Adam and Eve Scarlet Couture Bound to Surrender handcuffs. What? They are not expensive at all. They're twenty nine dollars, right? Oh, that's they're a They're soft feel. on the inside.
1: Um, Is there a picture that you can show me yeah, that I'll course, post? Of course, of course, it's right okay, here. Okay, I'll post yeah. for you guys. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're, they're black leather. It looks like with a nice uh, carabiner in between or something. And I thought like. If you want to get nasty you could handcuff your partner up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's not nasty but you, you, right. if you it's want to kinky. get yeah, you want to get kinky. That's fine. Wait, mom, can but, you stop listening
1: for this episode? I'm sorry. Okay, thanks.
0: But also, if you don't, well, if you've got kids, you can just put these on your kids and, <laughs> and then hook them to something in the kitchen. Or like, walk like them a around doorknob. The, the mall. You know what? Right, the, the right. Leash well, I was just thinking leash. you could hook them to a, a uh, drawer and yeah. then go into the other room and then you can have sex. Even your lovemaking. your passion. passionate. Absolutely. And you don't have to worry about your kids walking in. I mean, yeah. It's a problem. It's a problem. So I was just thinking, cuff your kids. Yep. String them up. And yeah. go have fun. Yep. You know, you could take it's like a babysitter. Exactly. It's that's what they should have called it. Yeah. They should have called it the uh the wrist
1: babysitter. <laughs> the, wrist <activator. laughs> the Bound
0: to surrender babysitter.
1: <laughs> or maybe take the neighbors' kids.
0: Oh. Tie uh, them That's up. a whole other that's oh, I think you're you can, talking about a different you can combine thing. Combine both yeah. things that we're talking maybe about. Maybe take your step brother yeah. and your Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Meryl, yep. I see where you're going. Uh anyway, yeah, I would check it out. I think um, you know it's playful. It's okay, playful. Okay, will you
1: see the name one more time of sure, them? Sure, of
0: course. It's the Adam and Eve Scarlet Couture Bound to Surrender Cuffs. Over 25,000 of these things have been sold. So clearly, people are out there getting cuffed.
1: Damn. Oh, wait. And then, so you said they were 29. But then, wait. If they use the code CAMPFIRE. <laughs> they get 50% off plus free shipping. God.
0: How can you not want to cuff your children for that? You know? Get out there, adamandeve.com. The code is CAMPFIRE. I did a bad thing. I knew that you did because you walked in here and you're like, I can't say anything, but I am in trouble. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, shh.
1: Can I tell you really quick? Yeah, tell us. I created a spectacle. You? I I I feel very bad. I shan't believe it. (laughs) Okay, I was sitting at the grocery store parking lot, minding my business. I had just gotten some groceries. First off,
0: anytime anyone ever says minding my business, it usually means they weren't. They're usually (laughs) causing a a kerfluffle, you know?
1: I picked up some items and then I went into my car and I was very deep in thought on my phone. So I, I okay. was inside my car with my groceries in my car and I had my windows up and um, it was like, it was in the afternoon. So it was, there was a few cars by me, but I think the spaces next to me were open and I was just kind of chilling. I had locked the door, of course, because okay. I said, ladies, please always lock your doors. And um, and I also you take- don't wanna, my...
0: You don't want to run into somebody with handcuffs.
1: No, no, exactly. And then we will be handcuffed in a sex trade in Russia or something. Uh, I- <laughs> That and then locking my door constantly and then um, taking my drink everywhere with me is such like a sad woman thing that we have to do. Like oh, if I'm at a coffee yeah, yeah. shop working and then I have to use the bathroom, I honestly, I like take my drink with me, which I is love so
0: the, I, I love the idea that there's a guy out there uh, spreading Rufinol in coffee shops. That's what I love. That's what I love. That
1: is, I think about that. That guy's
0: I'm like-, like Hey, I'm gonna get this lady when she's having her morning cup of <laughs> yeah. joe in broad daylight, and she's
1: gonna go home and just yeah, right, yeah. He right, wouldn't get anything right, from me, right? Right. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. So I was sitting in my car and I was very deep in thought on my phone. I was, I was like, whatever I was, I was highly engaged in, and all of a sudden I heard like a really like boom, boom, boom on my window, like someone pounded no. on my window, and no. yes, and it scared me so, so, so much because I was really just in my own world and I looked and it was a a homeless man and just like standing at my window and he kind of looked at me and then I looked at him and I just and I shook my head like I had my hands up in there and I just went like no kind of like what no and then I don't know what happens but I really think I could be capable of murdering someone because I because so he walked away and then I just let him go and then all of a sudden this like rage came over me because I was like I, he startled me so startled much and then he made me thing. so angry and it was just like a carnal he made you mad because
0: he took you from a place of peace to a place of absolute like in intensity yeah yeah and, yeah. and that will shock you and infuriate you
1: yeah so yeah. then i rolled down my window and i started honking on my horn like really really loud for everyone to hear and i'm and then i said like what the fuck is wrong with you don't ever bang on someone's fucking car can you hear me and it was like I wouldn't let up on the horn (laughs) really yeah and so people were starting to like it like I became unhinged and people were like looking around at the parking lot and then he was kind of looking at me like sorry sorry and I'm just like what the fuck are you doing like no I'm not I'm not okay with this like what and like with my horn going and we're talking like 30 seconds of probably like complete like I really had lost my mind if I had a machete I probably would have beheaded him (laughs) and then I just drove away but I feel very bad because (sighs) but you sure you
0: don't want to get that therapy no. Okay. Okay. Maybe All that. Right. What if that's what I was looking yeah. up is anger management
1: <laughs> courses in San Diego? <laughs> but like, I feel like um, I, I as I drove away, why I feel bad is not because I embarrassed myself, but because the look in his eyes, I felt like I went too far, and I really, I feel like I really shamed him and hurt his feelings, and that really hurt me too. Yeah. But it was like here's the he, problem. he hurt me first. Here, we've talked about this so <laughs> many really times though.
0: Yourself. But the, the problem with that moment is, is it it did. It did strike you so hard, right? It really upset me. Yeah, but then your response was so intense. Yeah. But now, guess what you get to do? For the rest of your life, remember that moment and relive going like, I was so intense and mean to that person and i can never find him to say i'm sorry
1: well i know where he hangs out the grocery <laughs> store <laughs> yeah luckily for me he's not a miss he's not like off on a plane to like do business in dubai or anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> he'll be in front of the buying the same alcohol oh bottle like, the next day. <laughs> okay <laughs> i think his radio his lifespan is like three blocks around uh, but yeah i i hear you i should go back and apologize you know what that's so funny i i have not even thought of that not once What? (laughs) Like the thought of going back and apologizing wasn't even in my head, but that that might be what if I buy him something? (laughs) I don't know what. You don't need to buy him. Like a tasty cake or something. No, I
0: think I think he was wrong. No one, listen. I ha- am very protective of my space in my car. Yeah. I do not like people walking up to my car. I don't care if they've got a pamphlet for a pizza place. Yeah. Or they want money from me, or they're telling me something about God. I just like get the fuck away yeah. from my car. Yeah.
1: on it really like jarred right. me to the car. Like, my do
0: not touch my car. Do not come at me in my car because there's too many stories of people coming to someone's car and then like, oh, and then they stole the car or they yeah they did something or they threw something inside or it's like I don't want you to approach my car i even have said that to people someone's like coming really? up like coming i'm like do not approach me like I, I was i know that sounds insane yeah but it's like do not approach me i'm my i'm in my car or i'm getting out of my car i don't want to have this conversation in a fucking parking lot if you want to meet me inside the store i'll talk to you right but do not do that there's just too much i've seen too many fucking serial killer movies
1: yeah i have too uh, and how many
0: times did the zodiac killer like crossbow somebody in a parking lot. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. And
1: of all places, of course, the the Anaheim, the Disneyland exit, I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but like um, the Disneyland gas stations are very like seedy at night. And I off- that's also like yeah. where I usually find myself just going back and forth. Sometimes, like, at night is where, when I need to fill up with gas, and it's always around Anaheim. Oh, why,
0: why, why, are you, why are you hanging out in the Disneyland <laughs> gas station parking lot? Because lots? originally this I This is went a there. normal thing for you? Like, oh, I find myself pacing back and forth. What are you doing at no, night in no, no, Disneyland parking? getting gas.
1: Park? You, ah, getting gas.
0: Why are you getting gas there?
1: Because that's usually I. That's
0: an hour from where you live and an hour from, I, from San Diego, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's the, the middle part, but your gas tank should be able to make it all the way well, in a two hour drive. think Jeep, oh, you Jeep have a is going to get
1: me murdered. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the gas station, too, is like already I'm on high alert because it's like if I'm for sure, and I will not stop. The lighting's go at weird night. and it's yeah. always,
0: the lighting's always loud. Mm-hmm. It's weird when lights like lighting, it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like, why is there so much power going to this light? Why? And that makes it even creepier. It does it make flies, it creepier. Yes. Flies, you know, our, our bugs are up there. And then you got to use the restroom and it's like not inside. It's like outside. Right. You got to get the key or some shit. You're like, well, what the fuck is going to be in here? Yeah.
1: They need better. Maybe they'll get like patrol robots. You know, those like the little dog robots now that are starting to take like, over in like cities. Like
0: RoboCop.
1: Yeah. I feel like that would be a good use of AI as like more. Um, surveillance know. what happens <laughs>
0: what happens when there's an altercation and he goes stop it now I'm going to decide yeah, decide who is, who is the criminal it's like whoa whoa whoa
1: yeah
0: and the next thing you know you got some fucking robot with their knee on somebody's neck <laughs> oh, and then God. we got a whole other problem it's not good it's not good oh and
1: the robots march we march oh, the robots. it's like a will can
0: smith movie. can I can I jump out of yes, this real please. quick because unfortunately I, I just thought of this I recently ha- had to go to a funeral service which was very sad and very emotional for a very young person only 32 years old who had uh, taken his own life which really? I know that the tone is I'm, I'm absolutely switch, switching the tone yeah but the reason I'm saying this I mean that's obviously very sad uh,
1: was he like an art person
0: no oh. no he was actually uh, one of Brit's friends oh no uh, but I mean I hung out with him anyway that's not what I'm here to talk about I'm here to talk about Why is it that no matter what you do, no matter what wedding or funeral or anything, the people running it just don't seem to have their shit together. There's always something wrong. And in this case, I was so frustrated because they were playing the music off a Bluetooth speaker and it was like... The guy was too far away with his cell no. phone. Here's this old man with his cell phone trying to figure out how the Bluetooth speaker can hook up in the like in the beginning of this funeral service, and I'm sitting there. It's in complete silence. There's, well, there's a song playing. All of a sudden, the song stops. Just psh, stops. It's quiet. They're shuffling. Nobody's talking, obviously. And then he's—I look over, and he's on his phone, like furiously trying to figure out how to pair his fucking Bluetooth speaker. And I'm like, "Oh my god, you have one job yeah. on this day."
1: And, is, and I is just there don't usually think. Usually, music. At, it was it. Was this the funeral, or was this like where you guys were at the gravestone? No, it was the funeral. Oh, is there usually music like at the procession? I guess is it like dirge music or something?
0: It's just like bell like music and okay, sad music, or yeah. like. I mean, unfortunately, I, I, I think guess when, I never I, when I walked in, it was Eric Clapton's uh, See oh, You in tears Heaven. In ha- oh, God. I, I was just that's like, so sad. Yeah. I was like, oh, might as well play a. Uh- uh, Springsteen's Philadelphia. Yeah. I, was I would like, pop
1: up in my casket and be like, can we not be so cliche? <laughs> God
0: <laughs> I, damn it. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And again, I'm not making light no, of no, the no, actual of course, funeral. Yeah. I mean, it was very sad and I, I was choked up and it was- it's That's just a, really, it's really, tough really, thing. really sad. But I was so irritated with the people there, with the people running it. The guy was- te- This is why I was going to tell you this. The guy was telling stories. This priest, it was a Catholic priest, okay? And he's telling- his, his procession was like, you know, telling these little stories that somehow are supposed to calm us and tell us that everything is going to be okay and this person's in a better place. And at one point, I felt like he was doing stand-up comedy. And I was like, what are you doing? Because he's like, talked about like how he got his glasses at a, a dollar pair of glasses at a, a fucking pharmacy or like a CVS. And he goes, and if you're laughing... I bet you got your glasses at a CVS too. <laughs> what? And I was like, what in the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And then later he was talking about, like it was just like, he talked, he brought up in in this weird string of things that he was saying how words can harm. And then he said, your words can be a knee on the back of a neck
1: no, behind a police no, no, car, and no, I was he did not like, say that. "He said
0: that," and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing?" I was so. Did irritated. people
1: like groan or
0: nobody groaned? Nobody groaned, but I was dying inside. And then you know, I, 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 I this is my my problem, but like, I can't stand like, uh, like this weird like. I don't even know how to explain it, like a noise that's going on in the background when it shouldn't be, okay? Oh, okay. Whatever yeah, that is. Like a distraction? In some that sort of, of distraction. Mm-hmm. Some, like if if somebody gets in my car and they're riding with me <clears throat> and they put their keys in the uh, side of the door, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they have this big jingly jangle like set of keys and they put it in the side. Every time I stop, then it kind of slides across the plastic. <laughs> it fucking drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I have to say like,
1: Hey, could just that's a, that's really? Just, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, in this, uh, unfortunately, in this funeral, this woman behind me, okay, she kept squeezing some sort of like saran, like 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 you know, how, like flowers come in that little like plastic yes, thing. Yes. Yep. It, that sleeve that yeah, I protects know, exactly, it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That that qu- quality of plastic. Oh yeah. It's crinkly, right? Mm-hmm. And she kept like t- 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 squeezing something, and I'm like. Why are you squeezing the loudest thing here? It's like it's it's echoing in here. Then at the beginning of the feeler, like please silence your phones. Of course, some fucking idiot, the his his or her phone starts ringing in the middle of this thing, and then it rings and rings and the person can't find their phone because it's in their big bag or whatever, and it rings for I mean it probably rang for forty five seconds, which is a deafening. Amount yeah. Of
1: time. Weddings Just, are one thing because it's like, oh, that's bad. But we're, we're here for, to celebrate. But in the no, funeral, everyone's
0: already so on yeah. edge, so upset. And I was I was like, I wanted to punch this woman's face in
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I'm like, turn your fucking phone off. It's not OK. Sorry, you don't get a pass here. Right. Oh, sorry. She doesn't know. what. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, turn your age. fucking yeah. phone off when you're at a funeral. Period. You don't need to text anybody. You don't need to, It's like, you know, it, it, it just not just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know? Cause I was like, can you imagine you have a loved one that fucking dies? Yeah. And you're sitting there as they're speaking about this person's life and you hear It's like, give me a break. Yeah. I was so fucking irritated and it got me to the point where like I was like, I just wanna leave. I just wanna leave. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna kill somebody. I'm I'm seriously so frustrated. And it wasn't even a close friend of mine who had passed. It was somebody that passed that was, was closer with Brittany. And I was there as the the additional, mm-hmm. right? And it was just like, I, I was already upset because the dad gets up there and talks about it, and talks about his son, and it's so sad. Oh my god, I couldn't even It, be it, it I was happened. like, I was quietly weeping. Yeah, you know? that's really, really sad. And then for all these distractions happening, And then I also thought like, sorry, this almost feels like a long bug bite, but it's like, I also thought like the floor was made of, it was like a wood (laughs) flooring, right? But then everyone wears these shoes that are like, oh yeah. It's like, uh, that's really loud. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should have carpet in this room or a rug down or something because everything is amplified. Right. And it's like, can't we just let some peace happen right now? I feel
1: like that's kind of even how, like, yeah, every church is too, or every temple where it's like, if something drops or something happens, it like. Well, I already on
0: the way there, I was like, I kind of said, like, I I fucking hate churches. I hate them because. It's supposed to be a place of solace and peace, and it's the creepiest fucking buildings always. Yeah, it's the light coming in, it's the quietness, it's the creepy robes and the like, weird words, and I, I'm just like, this is how. It yeah, should I feel be... very stifling. Yeah, that. it should be something else. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I could create a better experience for church. It, it doesn't have to be that. I'm not you know? trying to
1: start a war, but I think temples are kind of fun because temple, I mean, the, like temple temples because you have the beautiful stained glass and I do like the the decor a lot of times and I like the big mm-hmm. ceilings, but I feel like temples uh, have less of that, like we have to be good if anything, we're just upset because we're bad. <laughs> that's the Jewish way. It's like, we don't have to be that good. We'll just feel guilty and then that's enough. <laughs> then-
0: yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I know I went off on a thing and it is is not a funny subject. No, no, no. It's but just it like is a- I was like, I was so frustrated at humanity on this day. Yeah. Because I was half expecting, you know, the fucking priest to be like, Alexa, play funeral music, you know, or some bullshit like that. It was just like, it was ridiculous. At my grandmother's funeral, she was 94. In my opinion, that was not a, a sad funeral. That was a, how how, how much longer did you really think you were going to get out of her? Yeah. You know, there were people crying there. I'm like, what are you crying for? She's 94. Where'd you <laughs> want her to get to 95? Like at what point, you know, she's in a nursing home, you know, mm-hmm. like she's, she's, she's ready. She's ready. Yeah. And so people are crying and I'm sitting there Cracking jokes and telling stories no. about my grandma, about my grandma. Yeah. Like, oh, she was a, she was a whippersnapper, you know? And I would be telling, and someone would kind of look at me like, <laughs> how rude of you to be laughing in a funeral. It's like, that's my grandma. Fuck you. Right. Like, she, she was an that. amazing woman. And, and I want to celebrate her life. And sorry, celebrating someone's life is not doom and gloom. Right. It, doesn't it just isn't. Have
1: to be. It could be a little mixes of both. But I
0: remember the, the person giving the speech at my grandmother's funeral brought up at one point related things to charlie brown and the peanuts and i was like what are you ta- she doesn't even what it talks when i don't know them and then he brought up like uh, sometimes we can't understand the sadness we don't know why people rape people we don't know and i was just what? like did you just bring up rape in the funeral for my 94 year old grandmother yeah, yeah. i was like this is fucking so bad
1: what if he's like oh I- shit i'm at the wrong room sorry oh, <laughs> like my sorry. p.m. is victim. Yeah. <laughs> <pandemic. laughs> <laughs> man and i've heard like this suicide uh funerals are like beyond the saddest too because not it's like yeah like people are still comprehending
0: it is so sad why and, you know that's yeah. that's the thing it's oh, like yeah. again this person wasn't super close to me uh, anyway and i'm just like sitting here going but why like and we and we can't understand we can't get that answer right and that's not really for us to get but of course I you know I, I felt so helpless because like boy I wish I I wish I knew this person struggled with depression, I would have loved to have just had a conversation that could have been I don't know enlightening in some way yeah but that's not for me that's right. not for me and I just want to tell you and everyone out there listening there it, it it can get worse but it will get better yeah it, so have you ever been to a bad funeral or a bad um, a bad situation like that
1: luckily i've been to not bad funerals but uh i don't know if it, is this a tradition everywhere or just the jewish tradition but like a lot of times family members will when we're at the actual grave site they'll um take a shovel and like uh t- yeah do a thing of dirt yeah on the, is that jewish or is that everyone no I,
0: I mean other people do. i think uh i don't know if I don't know if other religions do the dirt. I know a lot of people throw flowers in.
1: Oh, throw flowers. Okay. But, but. It, I've had a few relatives die on my dad's side and it's always then the people that are doing the, the men in our family are aging and becoming yeah. less and less like able and strong sure. and stuff and so we have all these men that want to be the ones to like do the shovel yeah. and do the dirt in but I'm always worried that like my dad's gonna have a heart attack like on the spot or there's been <laughs> or a I think <laughs> the past couple in and fall exactly in. fall in and so I feel like if anything it's been people weeping and being sad and then me being like don't take one step further like me like shepherding over my dad's so. So not really. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not a huge funeral person, but I did get on.
0: Oh, are there people who are huge funeral <laughs> yeah, people?
1: <laughs> funeral directors and it's stuff. It's like,
0: like a concert tour. It's like, <laughs> funerals 2022.
1: Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I have also had like people try to um, get in trouble because they tried to spread ashes. One of my ex-boyfriends tried to spread his dad's ashes on the Tony Gwynn statue at the Padres. And he oh, got God. in big trouble for that that's better than a funeral
0: why would you want to do that what is that why would you want your ashes on his a dad was a padre on fan. a statue that then it's just it's not gonna stick to it it's not gonna what are you doing i know it's gonna go that's you just got your dead dad like flying around downtown <laughs> yeah, getting like, in the
1: player's eyes yeah <laughs> causing them to lose even more oh, so boy. that's that oh boy okay wait i yeah. wanted to do a s'more
0: oh a little s'more yeah let's do let's it
1: get out of funeral land and into s'moregy okay mine's gonna shock you is it yeah we don't typically talk about art
0: (laughs) Uh, art. (laughs) and i feel like i
1: don't take advantage enough of the fact that i have you a very well-studied artistic person and i wanted to ask you a question okay because i know you studied art in italy I did and I um, went to school in
0: Italy and studied art history and yeah. photography. See why
1: it's so funny because I'm like why don't we dive into like I feel like there's more to talk about with you than I usually do because well, yeah. I usually just take you at surface level or, or we do <laughs> too. So basically okay so my s'more is that I've this is going to be very not me but I've gotten into like the Baroque period oh. of the 1600s. I know I know We're you have some out. thoughts on We're it. Out. Hold on I knew it I fucking knew it um, specifically listening to like vivaldi and i know i know i know uh because i feel like i was just i was playing with different types of music to work with while i work or while i write because i really can't listen to stuff okay i can i can support that i can't listen to podcasts um i usually usually do like french jazz or you know something that kind of is a little bit more mellow i like
0: jazz or some kind of funk that isn't specific to yeah
1: yeah not elevator type music but you know more like jazzy yeah exactly like funk jazz and then i was like you know what i'm going to listen to some classical music and find the the types that i like because i'm like am i sure. a gregorian chant kind of girl no not really and then i got into vivaldi and i'm like you know what this speaks to me and then i went down a deep dive of like the baroque period in general and yeah you're gonna oh you're gonna throw your fun at me and like rembrandt and like uh, you know just yeah. basically yeah. and i thought Bo is not gonna like this i bet is not gonna like the baroque period because it was very dramatic and flairy and also like kind of contradictory in the way that it would do art and like blended you know genres so i wanted to ask you about that i find
0: it to be very gaudy i knew you would which is why i like it like overly ornate and uh Hollywood
1: regency of that time period which is what i like about it
0: um
1: so you hate it because i'm like you studied in italy
0: yeah you couldn't
1: escape it i bet right yeah
0: so well especially you know in italy you've got a lot of art that's thousand years old you know and i couldn't i couldn't look at another naked cherub or another (laughs) picture of you know that setting it's just like i don't really like period piece movies unless they're like uh, like really good yeah i don't like it just because like oh look at the outfits and look at the and it's like that period really irritates me now listen i like classical music i do um but the artwork from the Baroque period makes me really uncomfortable. That's what I thought. I had a feeling yeah. of that. And, and well, actually, when you find out, it, it was, the Baroque period of art was actually a response to Protestant simplicity. And so the Catholic Church really pushed that Baroque period of art of like, look how like, ornate and yeah. uh, how gold and blah, 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 and all these like swishes. And, uh-huh. it's, and I fucking hate it. I, I actually don't like a lot of classic art. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is because I was I took so many classes on it and I I found myself recoiling more and more from it especially when I lived in Italy especially when I was there it was like I can't see another fucking painting of baby Jesus <laughs> I can't do it I can't do it So
1: then was what Followed it more simple again, because I'm like, did it retract into basically, because well, I forget what was it, the 1700s there,
0: Well, okay, so it goes from that, and it kind of stays similar for a long time. Honestly, I think the next big movement is in the 19th and 20th centuries, mm-hmm. especially when you get into modern art, what they consider modern art now, right? And so... You look at a painting back then and then you compare it to, for lack of a better comparison, uh, like a Picasso, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa, this is drastically different. How did we get from here to here? People don't realize that at one point art was only the way that it was at that time. Like nobody was, nobody's really doing anything different, you know? It was all like different variations of the exact same thing. And that's why there are so many paintings of Jesus and the baby and John the Baptist, who I I always love. If you if if you ever looking at art and you see a picture of Jesus, <laughs> and John the Baptist is usually there and he's pointing over at Jesus like, "Hey, look at this That's guy! Hey, my look celebrity. at this guy right here!" Baby, baby Jesus is always getting pointed out by uh, John the Baptist. So I made oh. a game. I had a ma- I made a game actually with my uh, <laughs> with my friend, Stephen when we were in Italy. Much later, this is like five years ago. I went back and went back to my old school and did that stuff. And I was like, I kind of explained to him like the John the Baptist thing. And I was like, yeah. So he's always like this guy, this guy. <laughs> and, and, and Stephen uh, Fishwick, who also understands art a lot and knows art, he's like, oh my God, you're right. And so then we started pointing out the little John the Baptist in every painting. No matter what age, it's just like, hey, look at this. <laughs> I, I always love that. But like, to me, I would just, I've just always gravitated more towards modern art. Yeah. Modern art. I even think like, like I love graffiti. I love cartoons. I love mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and so I can. Which underst- is why you, I
1: think you like uh, like Japanese art too. Absolutely, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And so even even classic Japanese art, which is very different, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't strike me in the same way. It just doesn't. I do like the storytelling of it, and I like the way it looks because it 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 provokes this like this this nostalgia for some time that I didn't live in. But I but I I fucking hate the Baroque (laughs) period. Really? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, That's so
1: funny. I really resonate with it because it's frenetic Mm. and it's like it's showy and it it makes me feel like I'm like sloppy and drinking a wine drink or like my fruit bowl is over. Yeah, and that's that's I I would never want to live in that time. Oh I would so I would just be chubby and everything's dirty
0: and and, and like tarnished and people are walking in mud for no reason. Yes, I love that it's like they're on horses and it's like uh, And they just
1: eat so much and then they just all fuck each other. I love that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's like my my, my horror is a wren fair. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. And that's a different period. But, like, right. still, it's just like. Because
1: that's a lot of like, meat on a stick, too. And oh, it's just very carnal. Or, no, no,
0: Full turkey leg, like, ah. Yeah. Go get me a boar. <laughs> it's like bullshit like wow, that.
1: Well, maybe we should have an art segment coming up because I really find myself interested in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we could call it Uncultured Swine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And it is so funny how music can change our mood so much because For sure. a lot of times, like, I'll put. I'll. Um, like light a candle and have different types of music and I feel like in a certain mood and that definitely affects my writing When, but then when I feel like if I want to get uplifted then I put on other stuff. Right, so, yeah. right. Cool. What's I, yours, baby I, doll, I, baby I just Jesus? want you to know
0: that even though I don't like it, I think it's super important for you to be, you know, branching out into different types of things because that does make us a more well-rounded, interesting person. Absolutely. And not just be like, like for me even to say like, I like modern art and that's it. It's like, yeah, but like there are other things. So check those out. Check out a music that you don't like. Like I typically don't like country. Mm -hmm. uh, But then if you really dive in, I like old country, like Hank Williams Senior Country or John Prine Storytelling Country Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I don't like modern country. I don't like sitting in the truck drinking beer all day. I hate that because I feel like it sounds just so celebratory in the wrong way. Like, we're just demo gassing it yeah, all day it's long. It's like a
1: tailgating mentality or like yeah. Budweiser mentality. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I just, and I, I don't mind tailgating. I just I also do. don't want, yeah. Um, okay. So, mine, I've been uh, reading a book slash listening to a book. <laughs> Isn't it the same? I mean, we're all <laughs> totally. um yeah, it's a book called Mindset uh, by Carol Dweck, uh, who is a doctor, and you have to believe doctors, right? Yeah. Science. Uh, it's called Mindset. and It's D-W-E-C-K,
1: right? D-W-E-C-K. Yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah. Yep.
0: And uh, I'm listening to this book, and, and it's really uh, interesting. A lot of it, I felt like I already knew, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is reminding me of the, the ways that it can be... So important, just the way you look and think about things, and I think some people, most people aren't doing that. It's easy to forget that it is all on you and the way that you look at things. And our perspective, yeah. Of how successful you become, uh, how your relationships are ran, and if you have an attitude or a mindset that is sort of fixed or closed, it can really affect a lot of things about you. It could affect your health. It can affect your, obviously, your relationships, your work. And so it's it's just a great reminder um, of how by changing your outlook on things, changing the way that you look at a, a situation, uh, can greatly improve your lifestyle.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, they talk a lot about
1: that's everything. They talk a
0: lot about sports, and, and not in a way that, like, I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck about right. sports, but not in a way that I'm like, oh, good. It's it's like they talk about Michael Jordan, you know, and how he got cut from the basketball team. Everybody knows that, right? He got cut from his high school basketball mm-hmm. team. He wasn't, you know, good enough. Blah blah blah. And then he is, His mindset was to say, I'm going to work harder than everybody else because I have to. Mm-hmm. You know. Everyone wants to believe that there's a natural, everyone's a natural, right? Everyone's like, oh, he was a God-given talent. It's like, (laughs) and I think that's kind of insulting because I would say most of the time, these people work their balls off Mm -hmm. to get where they are. And so for you to just throw that out the window and be like, oh, well, you're a hard worker. Yeah, sure, whatever. But like, you were born with it. And people do that to me all the time as an artist. They say like, I could never do what you do, which is... I guess a nice thing that they're trying to say, like they feel that there's a limitation that what I'm doing is like so amazing. They could never do it, but that in itself is their mindset. They believe they can't do it. Totally, Yeah. And I think as a kid, we're all born believing we can do anything. Right. Right. And then little by little, we start weeding things out. We start taking things apart and going like, Oh, I'm not good at this art. So, I'm gonna abandon it because why would I want to keep doing something I'm not good at? And then we we forget that it's all about like what your mindset is mm-hmm. on this thing. You know, I, this is a perfect example. Uh, you know. In my bar, a lot of times uh, we'll have some drinks and then uh, we'll get going and laughing and then I'll pull out some paper and pens. I'm like, let's all draw. And it doesn't matter if you're an artist or not, like you're expected to draw. So we'll pull up a picture of a person or we'll do something like, oh, let's all do this. And whenever there's a person in the room that's like, I'm not an artist. I can't draw like you guys. I understand why there's that wall because like one time it was like me and like Brian Morante who draws for Nickelodeon <laughs> and uh, Manny who works at Cartoon Network mm-hmm. and like, and then Brittany, right? Yeah. And, and Brittany's like, are you fucking kidding? I'm not going to draw <laughs> with you guys. And it's like, no, yeah, you could do it. And so I told her like, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a three to five minute art lesson and then I guarantee that you'll be better. Guarantee it. And so she drew a drawing of my friend Clarion. You remember mm-hmm. Clarion, beautiful man. And it was it was a, it was just a a drawing that you would expect from someone who isn't an artist every day of their life, right? And then I gave her a bunch of pointers over the course of five minutes, and I said, "Okay, now I want you to draw him again." She drew him again, and it was like light speeds. really light speed, away from the first one. And she was like. Holy fuck. And we were all like, yeah, exactly. It's all about like, if I tell you, if I guarantee you, I can make you better in five to 10, an hour, two days, uh, a week's uh, tour of mm-hmm, uh, classes. Mm-hmm. And you do it with the mindset of like, okay, I'll do this. I'm going to do this thing. See, a commitment of five minutes is nothing. Just just work with me for five minutes, right? And by the end of it, she was like, what the fuck? This is really good, actually. Yeah. I'm kind of impressed. And that all comes down to the mindset we're all out there, we can all do whatever we kind of want. Yeah. Maybe I can't be president, you know, or the 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 head of the NAACP, <laughs> right. okay? Yeah. There are some things that like, maybe you can't do, yeah. right? But like, if there's a thing you want to do that's, you know, in a world of stuff that is realistic, you know, and I say realistic meaning like there's a lot out there, mm-hmm. right? I think it's all just about putting your mind on it in that way, Yes, you know, and not being afraid to fail, because failure, in my opinion, just fail harder
1: yeah no i i had that like i really 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 felt it the other day where i was thinking and i'm like oh my gosh okay we always hear that we're just in competition with ourselves and all that stuff but it like really clicked for me where i'm like no i am in competition with others but in the way that like I'm in competition, not even competition, but it's up to me, like how much sleep I get in a night or how I'm treating myself. Or if I want to like be tired and, you know, be run ragged, I can do that. But then, then I'm competing with others in the, in the sense that like, yeah, this is how I'm showing up or I can be my best self. And sometimes it's a mixture of both.
0: And it's, it's a lot about discipline, right? Yeah, you see the people getting what they want. They're not like, They're not doing the thing sometimes that a lot of people who never make it are doing. They're they're like, no, this is important to me. So I am going to go to bed by 10. Right. I am going to get up. I am going to do this thing. I'm going to make this a thing that every day I work an hour at this thing. You know, like I wanted to learn Japanese for the longest time, but I didn't. I didn't because I didn't have the discipline. And my mindset was like, I don't really need it. I don't really need it because when I go there, everyone's just trying to speak English. But I should do it. Yeah. I just not. I haven't been disciplined. I
1: think that like I forget one of the the fastest runner or whatever. He's had that quote like discipline is freedom. And I've never view it like that because I'm just I almost think the opposite where I'm just like, "Yay, I'll go to lunch. I'll do this. And then. Yeah. But we're
0: celebratory people.
1: Yeah. You and I. are. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. For sure. But we could. But what I can build into that, which I'm trying to do is like, okay, I am like on a whim type of person, but I could definitely wake up at like I do wake up early already, but I can be fixed F- in like four different things that I do in sure. a day. You know, like sure. drinking of water, all that kind of stuff. And then the rest sure. of it can be wild.
0: Yeah, I've noticed um, since reading this book or starting it, I'm I'm about probably 80% in. Uh, and after starting it, I've noticed that my work ethic has changed a little bit. Really? Yeah. Like I'm excited to sit down and work a little bit because I'm like, yeah, if I just do this, I'm one step closer to getting to that next thing that I want to do. Right? Yeah, and, and of purpose. course we all understand that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's hard to grind through stuff when we're like, I just don't want to do this. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm kind of like, I I want to do this. I want to get this done. I'm excited, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna just try it. If I fail, I fail. Fuck it. Just go go. I go. love
1: that mindset. However, however, say I'm I'm rowing our canoe on a distance. The next landover is I see the month of December, which yeah. which I know for you and sometimes me it is a little bit of a wild month sure, where sure. uh, we slash you slash everyone rages a little bit. <laughs> so I'm I'm uh, excited for your new mindset, but I see the the glacier of oh December you think I, you think I rage way. in December. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Everyone listening here, even if they don't, has thrown up like at your place <laughs> due to due to how you've acted in December. I think. You um, get wild in December. I wonder how that will be now, though. That I you love, have, I love Christmas. I love Christmas. You do. Christmas. And I always feel like I know the two weeks of Christmas are kind of like, does it? fun really 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 fun yeah of course but, but i'm gonna be gone this year you are be, yeah <gasps> that's right you're gonna be in new I, york. I,
0: yeah Britt and i got tickets to go to new york city the week of December from christmas, from christmas <gasps> day to new year's day that
1: makes me so sad no i'm not raging with you big big anymore yeah, our i'm our not house. raging with you anymore Well, i'll still be hosting at I, your, at your house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think what i decided to do um and i'll keep you posted mm-hmm? uh, everybody because you're of course all invited um i'm gonna do a thing called the big bad holiday flim flam. And so.
1: Can it not be on Zoom?
0: Uh, no, it's not on okay. Zoom. Jesus. God damn it. Wow, Fuck right you. out of the gate. You're so negative. Forget it. You're not no, invited. No, no, in real You're like, not invited, but everyone else in is. Real life. <laughs> uh, but the idea is that, you know, we've kind of missed holidays the last couple years here. Mm-hmm. So I want to celebrate every holiday in one day. So you come. You have to wear a costume like Halloween. Oh my like god, Halloween. that's so fun! You're, we're gonna have a Thanksgiving dinner. We're <gasps> really? gonna do a white elephant gift, and then we're gonna spin a wheel or do some sort of thing where it's like, okay, for the next forty-five minutes, we're gonna celebrate St. Patrick's Day, and you know, it's like I that kind of thing. That. And then we do shots, and we do that kind of thing, and then Fourth of July, and we cook, you know, hot dogs <gasps> or, or whatever. It oh my is. god, that's really fun! And then um, it's gonna be that plus a little bit of like a. Not a scavenger hunt, but like a, and now you do this. So on 4th of July, you got to, everyone's got to do this thing. And so, you know, you spend five or six, seven hours here, you know, we have drinks, we celebrate all the holidays, we have a big feast, you know, it'll be fun. We'll put on Christmas movies during Christmas. (laughs) I just feel like it's a way to catch up, you know? Yeah. It's a way to catch up. And, and so we're figuring out when exactly that is going to be sometime in November, early December. All right. Yeah. So well, I'll, my schedule is booking. I'll tell up. you. I'll tell you all about okay, it on the you. podcast. I get,
1: <laughs> I get very excited for trips to Party City, and it sounds like it was Oh, I hate Party oh, City. Oh, I love Party City so Fuck much.
0: Fuck that, Amazon all the way. Oh God, pee in a bottle. I don't care.
1: <sighs> okay, well, this has been really an episode. <laughs> this, has been a, this has been a
0: wild fucking ride. Yeah, it has. I'm sorry, we took you. We took you to the Mordor and brought you back to the Shire. Uh, <laughs> Please let you. us know
1: how you feel about homeless people knocking funerals, <laughs> baroque music. <laughs> Uh, handcuffs.
0: And uh, and your mindset. <laughs>
1: yeah, and your mindset. Uh, okay. Yeah,
0: well, until next time, you yeah. know.
1: Uh, don't eat your pet cats.
0: <laughs> Stupid. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB, and J. If you've got a question, or you want to be the next camper of the week... Email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow. And please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.